Scripture reading for our devotion today is taken from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. In 1898, a British railroad company was building a railroad bridge in Kenya over in Central East Africa. And uh, they hired hundreds of local people from Kenya and Tanzania. And uh, several thousand people actually were working on this great bridge. And it stretched out over about an eight-mile area, so they had camps, various camps for all of these workers. And it started happening that in the evening, there were apparently two man-eating lions that began going into these camps. And every night would take at least one person out of their tents and devour them, drag them off, and kill them right in their sleeping bags quite often. And this went on for over a nine-month period. 135 men died, 135. And they tried to put security measures in place. They tried to even have sharpshooters out to try and catch and find these lions. But just about every night, somebody was attacked. Uh, many of the workers finally quit, as you can imagine. And when they did finally catch these two lions, it was kind of strange. They had no mane, and it's, it's as if they had no hair on them. Uh, they were really strange-looking lions. And um, they finally killed them, and one of them measured 10 feet long from nose to tail. Uh, you can, if you really want to see their skulls, there are skulls are in a museum in Chicago today. In the United States, since 1990, um, there have been 780 incidents just in captivity places for lions since 1990. That's how many attacks inside of places where lions are kept in captivity. They obviously are ferocious beasts and uh, very dangerous beasts for us as well. And the Holy Spirit in the text in front of us uses the imagery and uh, the, the threatening nature of a lion uh, to depict the work of the devil and how the devil can come at us. And so as we think about how lions seek their prey in our devotion today, I would ask you to just internalize this for yourself. Just make this a very personal devotion for you to think about how is it, how is it that this affects me in my own personal life. You've been blessed with the gift of faith in Christ as your Savior. You've been blessed to treasure his forgiveness of sins and the hope of heaven that that gives you. And, uh, and that immediately makes you a target for the devil. So some things that we know as you analyze yourself, things that we know about lions themselves. First of all, lions aren't known for being really fast, even though they are rather quick at times, but they're really not known for their speed. And so they have to really pay attention to stalking their prey. They have to really study the one that they're hoping to get at. They also have to get very close. They have to try to sneak up as close as they can on their prey. And they, they like to, because of, the, because of the fact that they aren't so fast, but they, have, they want to pounce quickly, 
and they have to get close. So they like to let their, their prey start to feel secure with their presence. They, they like their prey to, um, to feel like they can, they can still get away from them. And they, they sort of lull their prey into relaxing as if they're now in a safe place and sort of let down their guard. And we've maybe seen videos of lions that do this and they'll, they'll sneak up on a herd and just kind of sit there in the grass for a while and then creep up a little bit more and so on. They claim that in Tanzania more people are killed during the rainy season than in the dry season because in the rainy season the grass grows taller and the lions are able to sneak up a little bit further on people. It's interesting that when God in Scripture in the book of Job describes the devil, it says that he's been going back and forth on the earth. You almost get that impression of a lion just looking at a herd of animals. And sometimes getting close to us and, and uh, sneaking up on us in a way uh, can happen in a way that we don't think about. Every, everybody here has certain sins that we probably struggle with. I know I certainly do. I remember once a few years back, a student came to me and, and said, I've never thought about it before, but I've started to realize that the sin I really wrestle with is my pride in what a good Christian I am. She said, I've, I've started to realize that's what the devil is using on me. My pride in my sanctification, the fact that I, I lead such a clean moral life because of my Christian faith. He's even using that on me. That's how, how dangerous he can be sometimes. So lions often will exercise tremendous patience when they're trying to get at their prey. And they carefully study the herd. And they try to pick out the one that's the most vulnerable and, and the one they can attack. Uh, somebody once said, if you want to know your weaknesses, go ask your enemy. That's true for, you talk to the coaches, right? Uh, who, do they, who do they study and where do they try to find weaknesses in the teams they play against or in war as well? So when the, when the devil came to Jesus, he tried to find a moment of weakness in Jesus' life and a, a place where he might be at his weakest. Lions also like to, to look for people in isolation. In 50% of the kills by lions of human beings, it's just one lion selecting one victim. And uh, they're usually the most successful against just one animal. And so the more that the devil can get you away from the security of other Christians and the help and support of other Christians, the more he can isolate you away from that, uh, the, greater, the greater the threat there will be. Uh, think, think about our computers, okay? Think about when you're staring into a computer and how isolating that can be and how that moment in your life can be very isolating from everybody else. And the, the, the power that can come through that computer from evil is just absolutely amazing sometimes. So knowing the dangerous nature of our enemy, this is why God has St. Peter use this imagery for us. And God is calling upon us as his faithful, who's, who's been blessing to us with faith and giving us the gift of faith. He's telling us to be sober and to be vigilant. Sober, that's an interesting word. Doesn't mean don't be drunk. Yeah, of course, that's one thing. But he's talking about spiritual sobriety, okay? Spiritual sobriety. That means to pay attention, to be on your guard, to be, to be on your watch, and thinking about all the possible ways that this wicked enemy can try to get at you. It might be through your intellect. It might be for the, just the fact that you're a brilliant person and, and you, you understand things really well. Can he possibly use that 
to turn that against you and against your faith. So St. Peter adds, be vigilant. Be watching every possible angle as to where this can happen. Now, God calls upon us to have respect for this enemy, okay? But he doesn't tell us to be afraid of this enemy or to be overwhelmed by terror about him. He's only a fallen angel, okay? He's just a fallen angel that has now come to seek to devour us. But our protection is always to be found in our Savior and what he's done for us, in our Lord Jesus Christ, who can just chase Satan off with one simple little word. And so that's why St. Peter directs us to be steadfast in the faith. He says, resist the devil, steadfast in the faith. And it's a, it's a very simple thing. He's not telling you that it's your faith that sends, Christ, sends the devil away. But it's the object of your faith. That is where your strength is. The object of your faith is the Son of God himself and the work that he has done to defeat the devil for you and the gracious forgiveness of your sins that he gives to you. So it's that object that you're holding on to that will chase the devil away. Think about how, how easy, easy it was for Christ to send Satan off with just a word, quoting scripture when he was in his temptation. He takes that same, think of it, the, the, the son of God has every, everything in his arsenal to get rid of the devil. What does he use? He uses the Bible, little passages out of the Bible. That's how powerful they are. And so he hands that same weapon to you. You have the same weapon that Christ used to chase the devil away. And he says, use this in your fight. One last note. Notice that the church is your support in this. The fellow believers you have in Christ, just like everybody sitting here today around you confessing Christ together. Look at what Peter says. The same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in this world. Uh, all Christians are going through this battle and help each other in it, encourage each other in it. Encourage each other around God's word and sacrament so that you stay firm in your faith and someday arrive in heaven. So may God give us a healthy respect for this enemy, but at the same time, a greater appreciation for the one who has defeated this enemy for each one of us personally. And may he strengthen you and me in this fight so that we stay in this blessed faith all the way to heaven. Amen. Please rise for prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, since our adversary, the devil, continually afflicts us, seeking to devour us. We ask you for the sake of the suffering and death of your Son to help us by the grace of your Holy Spirit to strengthen our hearts by your word so that our enemy will not prevail over us, but that we may always stay in your grace and be preserved unto everlasting life. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.